Hello, I'm John Human, editor of the Investors Chronicle. Welcome to this week's Companies and Markets show. And it has been a very busy week. We are right in the midst of results season. We've covered no fewer than 100 results this week. It's been a struggle, to say the least. I'm joined today by Stephen Wilmot, Companies editor, who's had uh, who's been at the uh, the front line of this. How are you Hello, doing, Stephen? Yeah, well, 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 John. Well, well. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Are you doing well? Has, are you, you're bearing up under the, uh, the, the, the uh, avalanche of results this week? Good. Uh, so we're going to talk about results this week. It's going to be our results special. We've actually launched this week a, a second podcast, the, uh, the Personal Finance Podcast. And the other big theme in this week's magazine is uh, ISAs. Because we are coming up to the uh, to the end of the tax year, so lots of people with money left to invest in their ISA allowance and thinking about what they're going to do next year. So we thought good opportunity to one run an ISA special, help you uh, decide what you're going to put in your ISA, how you're going to use your allowance, and two launch podcasts to talk about it. So uh, Graham, you've been uh, involved in uh, getting Moira up and up and running with that. How are you doing? Hello, John. I'm fine, thank you. Yes, uh, yeah, no, that that uh, podcast is going to be available to listen to alongside this one, so um, well worth a listen. I think Moira had a couple of interesting guests in. Um, so we recorded that this morning already. Didn't we? Indeed. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Dusted. As we promised. Yeah. We like to keep our promises. And <laughs> see. <laughs> so yeah, before we before we crack on uh, with our run through of the highlights of this very busy result season, let's have a look, Graham, at what's been going on in the markets. Uh, some more records being broken this week. Yeah, more records. Um, the FTSE obviously set its own record last week. This week it was the turn. Well, the turn of the Nasdaq, uh, notably, to regain its um, dot-com high. Um, that's another one that's taken a decade and a half to get there. That's no movie because, I mean, the Nasdaq was probably the, the most ludicrously overvalued index mm. at, at the time, back at the turn of the millennium. Um, yeah. so, so breaking through that again, what's, I mean, it's biotech's been driving it this time yes. as much as anything yeah. else. Yeah, I think so. And just the general strength in, in, in the US economy and, you know, the tech tech companies over there. Apple's part of the Nasdaq as well, is it not? So that must have, uh, I think must it is. Helped, Pretty yeah. sure it is. Um, mm. That must have helped it. Yeah. And I guess it's it, it's interesting that actually the technology revolution was always there. It just took a lot longer than people expected to actually bear fruit in the form of you know, actual cash returns. And, and I, that, that, there's a feature of many um, kind of revolution like te- te- technological change, disruptive mm. changes, people sort of see the potential of things, get overexcited, think it's all going to happen very quickly, and then mm. it takes a long time. It's never there's overnight. A, there's a crash, and then actually, but it's interesting that it has come back, and you know, there's no denying the the fact that technology has changed our lives. And, well, indeed, I, I, must, I was, uh, as I, I'm sure I've reminded the readers, readers on many an occasion, stuck right in the middle of this. I was, I was a tech analyst at the time, so it was not a, not a happy place as it was all going down for relentlessly for several years but you know a lot of the businesses that were you know making headlines then the amazons and ebays you know they are they they lived up to their potential mm-hmm. and some google. you know these are google yeah, yeah, exactly biggest, well google came later well google came later exactly 2005 it, i think that it place, must have been a relatively slow burn yeah you know but you know these as you say these big you know the tech revolution happened but mm-hmm. albeit somewhat slower than, than many expected. Yep. Yeah, as I said, you know, biotech I think has been a very key sector in in, in the, the recovery uh, of the Nasdaq to its to its heady heights. Mm. Um, a strong run the past year, 
biotech sector over there. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, John Barron is in uh, this week's magazine, and yeah, biotech has been a big theme of uh, of his investment trust portfolio. He he's actually, I mean, he's still got biotech exposure, but he's been he's been kind of rebalancing away from biotech. You know, I think he's uh, he's made so much on it. He's that, done well, uh, and there's been a lot of um, consolidation in the, in sort of in the pharma and biotech area as well, certainly in the states. Um, mm. our, our writer Harriet was talking about it just this morning. The Abv, which we wanted to buy Shire. Yeah, it's made another back. acquisition. It's a deal it? in America now. So yeah, th- there's yeah, been yeah. that boost to, to invest investors in that sector as well. Indeed, and I, you know, I think John Barron's point, why why he's liked biotech for some time, is that you know this is this is again, it's real stuff. You know, there there are there is a, there are problems to solve. Problems mm. to solve. It's not exactly you know, solutions exactly. looking for problems. Exactly it's problems. Um, and you know, technology. He would argue, um, so information technology rather than you know pure science is is actually helping that industry to make gains and, and discoveries that it perhaps couldn't have done 10 20 mm. years ago so i mean it's it, it is still an interesting sector and um got a few results from biotech this week not not a great deal yeah clinogen um yeah not the so Cassia, yeah, um hasn't been that hasn't been the focus actually. not the standout uh not the ones that were stuck in the mind in this uh, this deluge of results we've, we've been dealing with uh with this week so anyway so nasdaq's hit new highs wonderful yep we um, also got um the, uh, india india yeah, yeah the nifty 50 wonderfully named nifty 50 and the biggest 50 companies in, in india that went through to a, a new record um this week and then was followed by the sensex the wider index which also yep. went through thirty thousand this week briefly just come back a bit but you know this People see these psychologically important levels and and sort of get excited about it. The Nifty Fifty is up is up forty five percent over the past year, though. I mean, that's been a sustained growth in the Indian markets. Because because uh, when we started these podcasts, from yeah, five, five months ago, August was it? Was it um, yeah. that that feature we wrote, John? Sorry, about, flies. About, yeah, yeah. about India and China. Yeah. So you made the case for India, and you know we looked at it at the time and said, you know, it's, it's, it's quite expensive, but it's kept going. Mm. <laughs> it's kept it's going. even more expensive. Yeah, it has kept going. It has kept going. And I, and I think a lot it's of always been more expensive than other <laughs> emerging markets because it, it, it has. Yeah, you know, people think of its management is very good often, and they've got well, they're, they're, they're first world companies often. You know, it's not it's not the manufacturing. Well, that's true. So you've got obviously detritus right. that you get in, you know, China and detritus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. <laughs> It's one way of I'm pretty sure there are some good companies on the Chinese market, Steve. Uh, um, uh, yeah, so you've got your likes of you know big conglomerates, so and they own a lot of um, brands that that our readers will be very familiar. You know, so we were talking about ja- Tata and Jaguar this ja- morning. Yeah, yeah Jaguar, mm. Land Rover, all t- Tata. Yeah, yeah. T- Tetley T as well. They own, don't they? Yeah, I think so. They do. They do indeed. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people are saying India is the place to be. Uh, it's going to be the fastest growing of the emerging market, brick emerging markets in the yes. years to come. China, China, I think they revised down there. Their growth China's revised again. down to seven percent just today, I think, or mm. overnight. Mm. And 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 India uh, forecasts are, are, are up to about eight and a half percent GDP growth this year. Yeah, and I think a lot of things are falling into place in India. Inflation is under control because of the oil prices yeah. helping. And uh, they had a budget there last weekend, which which got people uh, interested. Um, uh, although there weren't any, there were some interesting reforms. There was none of the sort of big bang reforms that people have been expecting from Modi. He's not been in the job he's that only, long. Exactly, it? <laughs> it hasn't even been a year yet. Um, but what there was was some corporate tax cuts and and, and a, a nationwide sales tax to replace lot, all the sort of mixed bag of taxes across the country. So things things are moving in the what, right way. I mean, and that's what, what we wanted to see from him. The yeah. kind of the kind of you know the uh, rollout of, of kind of policies that have worked in in uh, Gujarat. I think you yeah. you said it was. You know, do, being, can he do that on a national scale? Exactly. Can he, can, he, just, can he create uniformity in in India? 
which is, I guess, what's been missing there for many, many years. The single markets. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah, encouraging. Yeah, I was just looking for the quote from his, his one of his finance guys, but I can't quite. What did he describe it as? Creative incrementalism or something? Creative incrementalism. Some, something like, I don't think it's quite, quite right, but it's something on those lines. He, he was hinting that maybe the, the reforms will be incremental rather than Big Bang, you know, well, given the chance to sort of, they've got five years at it. Are you suggesting that he's not trying to boil the ocean here? <laughs> yes, yes, I am, John. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no. But in, what I think was more significant for India actually was post budget, the uh, Reserve Bank of India cut the interest rate again, and that is something that. And, and they've also decided to go for uh, inflation targeting for the first time ever in India, which is sort of you know they've got a proper sort of uh, uh, proper uh, inflation targeting at the bank. There, they, they're going sort of down down the route that a lot of other central banks have gone. Mm. And, uh, That's interesting. So they're cutting rates. Uh, I noticed this morning that Poland, I think, had cut its cut mm. its rate as well. Um, you know, and, and so we've heard a lot of talk recently about rising interest rates. Um, yeah, the interest rate, the zero interest rate policies. You know, the the end is nigh. But maybe maybe not. Mm. You know, maybe not. And actually, a lot. Uh, what I've heard. Uh, spoken of a lot is that actually uh, the kind of decoupling of, of the global economy it's been kind of everything has moved in lockstep for so long and actually we're now seeing something completely different happening that uh, you know as the US is looking to to tighten everyone else is everyone's looking to loosen so, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting it's interesting makes mm. makes life uh, unpredictable yeah which is good, for, good for us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gives us something to talk about um Okay. Um, also this week, so I've covered in my editorial um, and uh, in doing so have scuppered Stephen's plan for next week's taking stock. Uh, Warren Buffett, 50 years at the helm of, uh, of Berkshire Hathaway. You read his statement, the letter even. Yeah, well, um, it, they always make for a very entertaining read. I mean, it, it's, it's wonderful to read something which is so well written about often quite arcane details of accounting treatment. So he often, I mean, in this year's statement, he also goes into, as he often does, the the, the non-life insurers, which he you know, he owns. Yep, and, um, which have arguably formed the basis of his ability to, to do what he's done in constructing this, this amazing conglomerate that is Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, I mean, it's still the kind of core of it. And, um, and yeah, the, the way he talks about the kind of, the the value of the float as he calls it all of the kind of premium income which comes in and and then um, allows um, and, and produces profits that where he can invest the the yeah and, that he can invest and buy businesses it's a wonderful um, model everyone should follow it <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, I mean the way he talks about that and actually the fact that insurers might be willing to run an underwriting loss to retain the value of that float is is very interesting and and um and he's very good at explaining exactly what makes certain businesses tick which mm. um you know is is a real talent but i mean what you what caught my eye in your editorial um john is this um this point about his transition from buying um fair businesses at wonderful prices to buying wonderful businesses at fair prices mm, which is mm. something he's talked about before but he um th- well, he, well, he also he also doesn't claim credit for that exactly he gives, he yeah, gives he, more credit he, to charlie Munger. yes he's he's, 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 he's he, there's a sort of slightly uh cl- cloying self-deprecation about a lot of what he writes in there where he's well, of, i like that no I, I like it too but it's slightly <laughs> fake but, but, but <laughs> is he fake no I, I don't think it's fake at all because I think if so, I think if a man, the only way you can progress in life is to make mistakes and learn from them and admit them. 
Yes, and, and, and he admits his mistake. I, I, I think I really like his. his oh, I, his I, 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 do, I do too. Absolutely, better that than um, the usual corporate puff. Absolutely, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he his. Uh, yeah, I don't he, think it is fake. Yeah. I don't think it's fake. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. Well, maybe a little bit, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I think it's. I think there are life lessons to be learned from reading Warren Buffett's letters, whether you're an investor or not. Um, but yeah, so anyway, going back to the point about yeah, this, he describes how he started in his his investment strategy in the nineteen fifties was sort of what he, des- he describes as buying cigar puff cigar butt investing C- cigar butt investing exactly where he you buy you buy something so cheaply that it doesn't you can have a few puffs of the cigar and then it dies and you still made a very handsome return. Mm. Um, so yeah, buy and indeed he talks about. Um, Berkshire, um, which was a which was a um, Text, textile, textile business, business yeah. in um, where uh, he made all of his mistakes <laughs> where, in, in in New England somewhere, and I, I yes, he with characteristic precision, I I, I very much enjoyed. Um, he said a business which was heading south, both metaphorically and literally, um, and so anyway, the the the, the New England textile business uh, died, but. Anyway, but it was so. Yeah, the foundation of of well, the name that he's inherited is uh, half one of these um, cigar butts. Um, but yeah, but then he 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 was convinced by Charlie Munger, his longtime business partner, that actually it made more sense to um, buy better businesses, even if you weren't buying them so outrageously cheap. And um, and yeah, it's interesting. But I think what what was interesting was that he said um, that the 1950s were was were, he got the best investment performance of his life, um, but that it wasn't scalable as an approach. And um, and I, I mean, for private investors, there are, there are a couple of points. There. I mean, the, the the obvious one is well, um, you you know, most private investors don't need to scale up to the scale of Warren Buffett. So maybe there is a strategy there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, you know, we do. Do we do recommend some, in, you know, some of our tips? Investors Chronicle are, are those kind of companies as a clear value value opportunity, even if you're not sure about the long the long term story. But but on the other hand, it, particularly if you're a uh, a buy and hold investor, some you know, speaking of ISAs, someone who wants to buy something and not massively worry about it, mm. um, then then it probably does make a lot more sense to buy something you think is going to go on. And you know, the lead tip in this week's magazine is Restaurant Group. Um, which is which is you know not cheap. Um, it's fair to say, um, but is you know a business which has year after year delivered very solid performance, which grows its dividends um, year after year, and you know that's uh, that. Amount, it's not one of the ones we've recommended for the ISA as it happens, but no. but it but it but it, it, it's that it's that kind of company, isn't it? Where you would be happy to park your cash. Part, yeah, part yeah. Of the not necessarily one of those companies that you'd have to go and eat in its restaurants. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, restaurant group. I'm not a fan. And we discussed this at length. So, uh, yeah, I, that, uh, we joked, but you know, we decided. I think don't invest according to your own personal taste because it, indeed it could be a disaster. <laughs> um, Domino's Pizza. Mm, no, <laughs> what well, can yeah. you say? Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I agree. And you know, I think when Warren Buffett, you know. Is, is describing Charlie Munger's advice by, to buy these wonderful businesses at fair prices. He's talking about, I mean, he, uh, Berkshire Hathaway is a conglomerate. It is a conglomerate of businesses they buy outright and run as part of a conglomerate structure. But my point is that I think you as an investor can, can easily apply that too to, um, to share investing. You know, sometimes things are not going to be 
as cheap as you want them to be, but they will keep delivering. Um, and I think that's probably a good note upon which to enter uh, our results season discussion because share prices are not necessarily as cheap as they have looked in recent years. But, you know, we still think it's a value on offer because there are good companies behind them. Well, and, and it looks like the UK recovery story is is pretty solid. Mm. I think that's, you know, what a lot of it comes down to. I mean, a lot a, there are a lot of stories here which related to that. UK recovery, yeah, and um, and I think you know that does does look to be well entrenched enough to that that you don't mind paying fifteen times earnings, say, for a company that is a is a good play on that. So fifteen, fifteen, that's cheap. Well, you can't, as you say, possibly it? more. <laughs> I was, I, I was, the Howden was one we mentioned earlier mm. that our tips editor bought his kitchen from Howden's last year, in, in, helping imp- improve its. Uh, um, you know, pre-tax profits uh, <laughs> by forty percent. <laughs> expensive kitchen, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I, when he tells me how much he paid for his kitchen, I gobsmacked. But there you go. Um, so he, so yes, he did buy a new kitchen uh, and spent. I've, I've liked Howden for a long time. <laughs> Sorry, LG. Um, uh, I, I, do you know what I've liked about Howden is. I mean, you know, there are there are lots of people selling kitchens. I mean, uh, you know, B and Q Kingfisher sells kitchens. Uh, Travis Perkins through Wix, Wix sells kitchens. Sells kitchen there, yep. um, but Howden's got something slightly different—a different ingredient, which is that it only sells to the trade, the installers. Um, and you know, that's something we uh, also have seen Tops Tiles trying to replicate the trade, build up that trade business, where you know you're getting repeat business from very big spending customers. Uh, rather than you know one-off business once in a blue moon from someone who's trying to install a kitchen themselves, and it's much more value-oriented than yeah, than, it, than, than, exactly than quality-oriented. Actually, yeah. so, you know, you're applying the same metaphor to the purchase yeah. of a kitchen yeah. there, as you would the purchase <laughs> of a company or a share. Um, but no, I think that's what has set Howden apart. Um, and we talk about the kitchen recovery. Howden has been doing going great guns for some time. Yes, no, absolutely. And there are a number of companies here, you know, that have reported. Um, well, obviously the house builders. So we had Gleason and Taylor Wimpy um, report very strong figures. ITV we upgraded to a buy on the back of extremely strong figures. It looks like the advertising market's really taking off. Yeah, Trinity uh, Mirror. Uh, so is advertising helping them? Yes. So, so that's part of the behind there. You know, let's let's not pretend they're a quality <laughs> um, operation. <laughs> uh, but, but is, is there anyone else you'd like to insult before this podcast? <laughs> ITV also offered a, a special dividend as well, didn't they? There's yeah, that's right. That's yes. something I've noticed across quite a few of the results. I've yeah, there have been a lot of special dividends. It's an interesting trend. I mean, it, on the one hand, obviously it's nice. On the other hand, it makes one think perhaps um, this is sort of a sign of slightly weak management confidence that they don't want to actually increase their proper dividends to the point where they don't they can't mm. go back on it later. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. So, but, but in the case of um, obviously the house builders, it represents. Um, the point, you know, they, so I think Gleason, it was Gleason, um, or was it Taylor Wimpy? Taylor Wimpy. Taylor Wimpy. But, yeah. yeah, but one, one of them, yeah, Taylor Wimpy got to the point where it, it, it decided it reaches optimum land bank size. It doesn't. It's now, it's now replacing rather than you know its land yeah. bank as it builds on well, it rather Persim- than. Persimmon last week brought forward its its. And Persim- uh, yes, Persimmon did as well. That was last week. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, uh, is it- and they, so they've obviously that me- means that they're going to be much more cash generative and they can see that it's going to happen so they're promising these big special dividends mm, and mm. ITV it's slightly different it's um, just very strong growth but you know I guess they're aware that they're in a cyclical market and they don't want to be um, 
committed to you know people don't like dividend cuts so no no i yeah. don't think anyone complains about a special dividend coming along once in a while although no. you know as an Insurance, investor inve- of course, is another one well, well as an investor that means that you've you know you get this cash back and you've got to work out what to do with it yeah <laughs> which is not always the easiest thing to do um we could offer up some ideas if, you, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you're in uh, any doubts as to where to to reinvest your special dividends yeah i mean it is special dividends and cash returns are a feature one may argue that that's because companies don't know what to do with it well exactly i mean and, that's and, very you know, much- that's a, that's not necessarily a great sign because it doesn't suggest that they they have a, a, a very strong long term vision of where they want to take a business. I mean, the, yeah, the, the house builders were obviously burnt in the last cycle mm. by over aggressive expansion. They don't want to pr- repeat the same mistake twice. The the, the non life insurance, the Lloyd's Lloyd's insurers, they've been suffering these very weak insurance rates. So uh, with lots of capital coming in from other sources, so generally, yeah, this low interest rate environment has created this you know this 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 environment where people don't see obvious ways to get great returns on capital so they'd rather just chuck it back at shareholders to yeah, try and work yeah. out what to do it. okay so uh so insurers um have joined the special dividend club too um banks um yes, are not the, necessarily joining Lloyd's the, return to the dividend Lloyd's list, return to the dividend list um not in a particularly spectacular no way, but it's symbolic i think <laughs> yes, it's symbolic. and in fact all of the all of the banks if you're interested in banks and this is the issue to buy because um, they're all in this one apart from hsbc which was in the previous one indeed um, so yeah buy that too. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah lloyd's rbs barclays and uh, standard charter which is a bit different all reported um over the past week and um uh, yeah but that's very much a tale of two banking divisions isn't it i mean we've we've got quite strong very strong actually uk consumer divisions again the the UK consumer play the mortgage books yep. very strongly. Is it just mortgage um, books, or I mean, are they lending elsewhere as well? I mean, is it you know, business lending? Or, yeah, it is. Know, it is. Though I think it's more mortgages. Right. I mean, certainly RBS, um, which I, I wrote taking stock on um, the the UK mortgage book in particular was, okay. was very strong. But um, on the other hand, um, big problems in investment banks. I mean, they, I think I think the the thing here is that it, investment banking had a bad year um, because. It wasn't quite the same fixed income trading, you know, all, all of the slightly black box elements which make money in, in 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 investment banks didn't quite work last year. So they're taking advantage of this to probably do something they've been wanting to do for some time, which is radically scale them back. Mm. And R- RBS announced plans to hugely shrink its investment bank, and Barclays um, also um, made some more announcements about. About its investment bank. Well, mm. Barcap was the driver of that business for for years. Yeah, absolutely. What's, I mean, what's gone wrong in investment banking? Is it that they are not allowed to take the risks in investment banking that they were before? Um, are they just not prepared to, given the, the fallout that some of those activities have have, have obviously? Well, I, I think so. Regulatory pressure. There's obviously been a lot of political pressure against investment banking, but that, that's also taken form of regulatory pressure, so that they've had to hold more assets. Yeah against that and i think that that's been an issue so that in order to um the easiest way of improving these tier one capital ratios that are so crucial um is to reduce risk-weighted assets and then hedge returns yeah potential yeah. returns yeah right so yeah we're seeing the scaling back of uh, investment banking activities in the uk what's been the problem at uh, standard Chartered? because that's had a pretty torrid time of it and we've seen some some ructions at, at board level there this week haven't we Absolutely, a, a complete clear out um, 
or most of the of the management team um the Hello. chairman and chief exec both heading off um but not they they had their uh, a last sort of attempt to kind of shore up confidence in the in the um in the result statement and uh, i mean significantly you know shareholders have been worried that they're going to have to do a rights issue mm. and um peter sands the uh, chief exec tried to dispel those fears by um, making a commitment to reduce risk-weighted assets by 25 to 30 billion over the next two years. Well, that's out of 242 billion. Um, and he thinks that will be sufficient to improve the capital ratio from the current level of 10.7% to, to 11 to 12%. Okay, because that capital ratio had fallen. That capital ratio had fallen. Years, so yeah. not, not what you want to see. Really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that sort of embodies the fears that investors had had. Yeah. No, but the dividend, the dividend. Notably, they 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 maintain their dividend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they maintain the dividend. Of confidence, and and the shares, you know, rose five percent yesterday on mm. this news. But um, I've got to know. say, I, I, holding a dividend is not always for me a good, uh, yeah, a, good know, sign. a great sign. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, because as you said when we were talking about ITV companies, the last thing they ever want to do is cut a dividend. I yeah. mean, that's that's an admission that you know things have gone pretty pear-shaped um so, it, so, it's, so it's all, companies it's, will hold their dividend well at all costs yeah old management yeah. teams will this is the thing <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah. I, I look at that and i don't see i don't think oh wow that's brilliant thank no. fantastic everything's everything's fine and dandy no, i no, really he, don't see he, that he's, at all. he's just on a cementer's track record isn't he i mean this is the this is the issue it's like the wall all very fine for for, for peter sands to to say that they're going to hit that that target but what about the new guy who's arriving <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so you know anyway that that's one reason why we 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 had a very bad bad tip. Uh, sad to say on on Thunder Charts, and we had yeah. we had to pull the plug on. I mean, you know, these things happen. But the long term, I mean, the long term, I mean, the the, the, know, long, the, the long term the story, 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 the structural story is this is is the same. It's fine. They're an emerging market lender. You know, fo- yeah. focused on on Asia, which focused, is a fast growing region. Region. Yeah. You know, what could go wrong? <laughs> 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 um, well, funnily enough, their Chinese business seemed to be doing very well. It was sort of problem. It was more Korea. I mean, it was it wasn't the Chinese property meltdown that hit them. It was, mm. it was other things. It was it was commodity um, lending co- collateral. Lend- oh, lending, yeah, lending, yeah. Collateral Rob, Robert's talked yeah. about this yeah. quite a bit. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Korean business had terrible problems in Korea with profitability. Um, mm. So anyway, it, it's it, it's um, it's. I mean, it's, you know, these are very complex businesses and. Yeah, hard to say what one well, thing which um, drives their performance, but it, well, it's been said that they're so complicated <laughs> that even the people running them don't understand <laughs> them anymore. Which is, uh, hey, well, it's, uh, <laughs> couldn't possibly comment. Um, right, banks, um, banks doing okay. We talked about housing and, and strong mortgage books there, but we've had a few results from uh, from the housing sector this week um, beyond the house builders. Right move, um, right move in countrywide. Okay. Yeah, right, right move. Interesting because obviously there's been this. Um, competitive threat on the market dot com a yeah. uh, um, uh, basically a, a mutual um, formed by the 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 physical agents uh, yeah. like of Savills and I think some some other big agents trying to wrest back of control of the of the retail market um, by launching their own website. Um, well, we—I mean, but we've I, talked I wrote, about, we yeah, have talked about. It. I, I wrote about it a few weeks before, ago. But, but the, the point is, Rightmove doesn't look like it's been 
in any way affected. No, no Zupla on the other hand. Yeah, Zupla yeah, yeah, is in, yeah. in more trouble. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, my, my view, as I, as I wrote at the time, was I still think that, you know, you could start to see a bit of a price war uh, kicking off there. You know, if, if Zupla runs into real trouble, it's, it's, a, listed, it's a listed business. It's going to have to You react. know, people own its shares and it, it has profit margins to... Mm. To work with, I mean, its profit margins are quite quite wide. Mm. Um, you know, there is every every possibility that you could see um, uh, that Price situation turning turning a bit nasty. Uh, countrywide, that's had a pretty torrid year, as have a lot of the estate agents. Yeah, well, it was a year of two halves. I mean, mortgages were up strongly in the first half and yep. then down strongly. Well, they, they were still up year on year, but they were down on the first half in the in the in the second half. So, and, and you know, there's not an obvi- obvious sign of a turnaround there. But you know, I think we're still yeah, I mean, volumes are volumes of the problem with estate agents as ever. Well, I, I as I, you know, um, as I'm sure I've reminded everyone many times, I'm in the process of moving house. There is nothing coming to market. I yeah. mean, it's, it's it's barren. Which, um, which of course, is not a problem for the house builders. In fact, it's it's a bonus for it's the house builders. House builders, <laughs> actually, uh, um, which which, so. which is one of the reasons why we we I think prefer the house builders to to the agents, even so, though you know they're not. They, they, we, we've, we've kept we've kept countrywide on a buy, and, and it, you know it's it's a it's a very well diversified business. It has a very strong rental business, which did well last year. Um, even if, even you know, so so it, it it should make up for for lost ground, even if the the transactions market weakens. So so diversification, as you know, it shines through as something that we want to see in companies, and 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 is proving that you know companies that have have some kind of spread to their business tend to do better than. The, those that are focused and inevitably run into trouble when a cycle turns against them um, and I think we've seen a lot of that uh, this week uh, okay so what else have we got um, actually diversification let's talk about uh, the uh, recruiters who um, are also benefiting from the UK recovery uh, but but the noteworthy th- uh, worthy thing I think there is that they are also yeah, starting to build up some very very substantial international positions. So Hayes was uh, was particularly noteworthy in that respect. Um, airlines have had a, a yeah, very we, interesting week. We upgraded AIG, the owner of British Airways, um, on the back of very strong numbers, mostly driven by cost cutting. Um, as one might expect, but it, yeah, it's interesting there, obviously, because what's happening at Aer Lingus, and of course, they want to prove cost cutting to their investors, but not to the Irish government at this point. Hmm. Um, and it was notable that um, um, you know that they they've turned around um, Iberia, the the Spanish carrier, um, by by cutting costs um, and reducing staff numbers in particular. Um, they, yeah, it's, it's Iberia slashed uh, employee costs by nearly 10%, um, Harriet wrote. Um, anyway, I hope Aer Lingus's management is probably <laughs> watching that very carefully, yeah. not to mention its shareholders, the Irish government. I, th- I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I was astonished when I looked at the share price when I did this one. It, it's pretty much doubled since uh, sort of uh, last quarter, beginning of the last quarter of 2014. I mean, it's, it's astonishing. The, uh, and I guess some of that would, be, would have been driven by the oil price. Yeah, so uh, then the oil price has been obviously a big boon helping them cut costs, but they've also done a lot of cutting um, mm. staff costs and yeah with with Aer Lingus I mean it's clearly a case of kind of um, well it depends whether it be what kind of guarantees they're prepared to make 
um, from for how long to the to the Irish government? Well, they managed but, to buy a Sp- the Spanish flag carrier. So I mean, you know, it's, yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, I was quite I was quite astonished that uh, at the the number of slots that Aer Lingus has at Heathrow. I mean, it's absolutely massive. Yeah. It's uh, it's insane. Um, I also. Um, I think it's probably worth mentioning at this point that uh, Warren Buffett once had something to say about airlines. Did, oh, he, yes. did he not? <laughs> Which uh, yes, the Kitty, if if uh, if a capitalist had been present at Kitty Hawk, they could have done the world a favour by shooting the Wright brothers down. <laughs> yes. well, is that, yeah, exactly. Um, but is, airlines recently have have looked a lot better than they have for. Well, for it's, a long it's time, infamously volatile, so maybe yeah, it shouldn't surprise yeah. us that the IAG's shares have doubled, and maybe we shouldn't get too excited about it. But you know, the forward P ratio is only thirteen. It, it's you know it's a major beneficiary of of low oil prices. Mm. A, a U.S. recovery is a great play on the U.S. recovery because BA dominates those routes. Yeah, oil yeah. price I noticed has been creeping up actually, very mm. quietly, it's back up. Yeah. very quietly ticking back up. That nobody's mentioning much at the moment. But there you go. Well, um, yeah, well that's classic financial journalism, isn't it? If yeah, goes back, if everything goes south, and you read all about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Going back to special dividends, um, and uh, let's let's good, good opportunity to introduce another industry, uh, gambling, because Paddy Power um, uh, had a lovely return of capital uh, they announced uh, this week. Paddy Power being uh, actually the Irish theme coming coming through there as well, because yeah. Paddy Power is obviously a big Irish Irish bookie, um, does a lot of business in the UK. Actually benefiting from uh, from uh, the exchange rate uh, weakness, uh, euro sterling, um, but returning a lot of cash. Yeah, uh, and, and actually, kind of unique at the moment among the bookies who mostly are having a torrid time. Mm, and he's done, he's done well retail and online. I mean, online has yeah. been a big growth story for for uh, bookies, hasn't it, over the years? But Paddy Power's both divisions are doing well. Worth so mentioning that they always win the prize from for 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 most entertaining results statement as well. Oh, uh, as ever, as ever, they always. Uh, they're, they're, well, we had the pants of power in the office for a while, didn't we? Still they? got the pants. There's always, the there's always a gimmick around. There's always a gimmick around. We've still got the pants of power, which we award annually to the best tipster of the year. Mm. Um, uh, they're getting a bit bit frayed. <laughs> But I think I mean, Ladbrokes got 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 hit, didn't they? And and uh, Playtech. Playtech. Well, Playtech. I mean, Playtech's slightly different because it's it's like the the, the technology that these that it resells to, to people like Ladbrokes and, mm. and William Hill. William Hill wasn't great. Uh, Ladbrokes got thumps at Christmas because of the um, Boxing Day football. Boxing Day, hit, <laughs> boxing they, yeah. day yeah. nightmare. Um, so, uh, point of consumption tax is is hurting them. Uh, there's new machine gaming tax rules as well. So obviously they've all expanded there. Mm. Uh, fixed odds betting terminal yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a networks good. And, and they're getting hits legislation is, is hurting them absolutely a good example of how the political noise can end up turning into legislation and yeah yeah not not a good time for bookies um legislation is something that we uh also have been aware of in the uh, insurance industry um so Partnership Assurance had results this mm-hmm. week. As did Legal in General. And, and Legal in General, obviously, they're both exposed to this big shift in, in the whole uh, pensions uh, annuity landscape that, that was announced very suddenly and unexpectedly last year. And actually, yeah, Partnership, um, that their shares fell 50 or 60% last March after the budget. There's a very dramatic share price graph um, in our copy here. Um, and uh, And... and um, our writer John Adams, um, who since left, bravely decided to say that was an overreaction. We put them on a buy, but actually that that's turned out to be more or less. Well, the, the, the shares have then sagged for a bit, but have, have bounced back. And 
they they've done a very impressive job of of making up for the lost ground with bulk bulk annuity purchases, which yeah. is where where they effectively insure the liabilities of big defined benefit con- pension funds. Yes, and I mean, it, we, I think this is what we said at the time that you know, yeah. okay, so this has been this will hurt, this will definitely hurt. There's no no doubt about it. But you know, these these businesses will find a way to adapt. And uh, I think Pensions D Day is coming in well, a month or so, isn't it? April, sixth six of April, in tax year. So yeah. you know, I think um, we'll have a bit more clarity then uh, from that industry. We've got, we've got a new writer now covering insurers and banks. Yes, very mm. pleased to welcome uh, Ian Smith to the team. Um, he'll be. He has an intimate knowledge of uh, these things because he, he was the editor of a pensions magazine here. So, so yeah, I think we've, he'll have much I'm, more to say on. on yeah, this it's, it's, yeah we'll, he's already already wowed the features meeting this morning. Oh, he's, has he? he's been in the office for an hour and he gave us half a dozen feature ideas. Yeah, it's it's uh, good, good, it's keen. Yeah. It's good, good. Uh, the, the the staff grows ever stronger, mm. so it's good to see. Um, so yeah, so probably wait and see in in respect of those uh, the, the the life business at the moment. Um, one other industry I really like the look of and you know just uh, harping back to my editorial two weeks ago should john get a new motor oh, which yes. uh, we've got some quite interesting responses um uh which i haven't yet replied to uh, i will do um it's all fixed now isn't it john it's all fixed it's great it runs like a dream um but yeah uh, so engineers generally um had a, had a pretty mixed uh yeah those exposed experience. oil and gas Unsurprisingly, IMI, IMI, we downgraded to sell because it just looked like there wasn't yeah. going to, it wasn't going to get better there. But those exposed to consumer electronics, and notably car electronics, did very well. Yeah, it was car electronics, which uh, so there was a good stat. Um, was it Hellman Titan? Exactly. Which I I didn't know, but I, I kind of we kind of knew this this trend was happening. But uh, in the nineteen sixties, uh, a car used about two hundred meters of cable, electric cable. Today, two and a half kilometers. Which is extraordinary, um, and it, yeah, it kind of it was what I was talking about in my editorial that cars are becoming mm. much more sophisticated. They're controlled by electronics. You know, it, it, engine management is very, very, very sophisticated. And and so we had probably there's half a dozen companies involved in this. Yeah, Alent, who reported this week. Alent, talented Alent, Diolite, Laird. Yeah, all of these companies. Rica- Ricardo. Are, Ricardo. Yeah. Um, less on the electronics side. Oh, Ricardo does electronics. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Um, I mean, it's it's an, it's an engineering consultant. It's been and it's been around for a hundred years or more. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's, 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 it's an amazing it's, it's company. Fuel efficiency is, yeah, is yeah, what it. Yeah, but for you and fuel efficiency but, but, is managed um, with electronics. Right, oh, I see. I see so what you mean. Yes, that, this, that, is, this is how it works. Right. Okay. It's um, no. This is how engines work. They're, I should say are. I don't own a car, so I, I, I feel slightly <laughs> left out of this conversation. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I you do own London. a phone, though, <laughs> even though you don't own a telly. Um, and so, so also uh, um, phone, handset manufacturers, or those involved in the business of handset mm. manufacturer have, yeah, have had absolutely. a good time recently. So mm. uh, Laird, Spirant, which which hasn't had a great time recently, has has started to see some, some benefits coming through of, of new investment in 4G networks, faster mobile networks, and, and obviously the handsets get, that go with them. Um, so that's quite interesting. So, yeah, engineers... The metal bashers, not great. Not so good. The, yeah. the, the, the techie engineers having a much better time of it at the moment. Um, and actually, while we, while we go back to oil and gas, um, generally speaking, those companies in that sector um, still not looking that great despite the, the tick up in the oil price. Uh, so we had uh, Premier Oil. Premier Oil. Yeah, can, Premier Oil cancelled its dividends. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the dividends. Talking about the dividends, which, you know, there's <laughs> something we do not want to see companies do. Yeah. They did. Um, in the mining space, again, it's, it's pretty tough. There, Everyone's so, yeah. been cutting back, with the exception of Fresnillo. Yeah. 
which, which is precious metals. Which is precious metals. So it's slightly different, but it was interesting how, you know, that they they've experienced lower prices, but their response has been to up capital expenditure, to up output rather mm. than cut it. So mm. it's brave, brave, brave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, their chief executive was saying that he doesn't think that uh, precious metals prices yet reflect the inherent volatility that's out there in, in, in financial markets. And he thinks that there could be much more demand for uh, for precious metals in the years ahead. As you know, well, so we've talked a lot about recovery today. Um, mm. But, you know, we forget that there are still some things going on around the world which are very destabilising. Mm. And I think that's the point he's 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 trying to make. Um, yeah, it's all, you know, I remember, two th- I remember 1999. Um, everyone was... was uh, you know, in great spirits, and um, they they didn't last. You know, animal spirits uh, they dissipate, mm. um, and yeah, I you know I still think investors should be careful, uh, and I and I really do. And you know, we've we've made that a feature of the ISA portfolio. We we uh, we contributed to the uh, to the ISA section this week. You know, they are um, ten shares that we think you know these are not risky shares, and I think that's probably something that everyone well, back ought to, to the be- sort of buy quality buy quality. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you buy quality. You might, you know, if if the prices retrench in in the months and years ahead, well, guess what? They'll bounce back eventually because yeah, these these are good businesses that are not going away. Uh, anyway, we've spoken for ages about mm. results. Um, we could probably go on for longer because because there are a hundred of them, and we've got um, how many more next week, Stephen? Another slightly 15, fewer, 60? more like sixty. Yeah. So yeah, and, that, and then we'll start to quieten down again, and uh, we can have a we can have a breather, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, thank you, Stephen, for uh, for that. I think um, yeah, obviously, if you uh, you want more insight, go read the magazine because uh, we can possibly do it justice here. Um, and uh, thank you, Graham, for uh, for your uh, your contribution again this thank week. You, another exciting week on the uh, on the markets. Indeed. Um, yeah, as I said. Um, Lots to read in the magazine this week on the results front. So uh, and the, and the ISA special. Uh, have a listen to the podcast um, and have a have a read of the magazine of that. You know, if you've got any any doubts about what to do with your ISA allowance this year, plenty of ideas in this week's magazine. Four pound fifty. All we do is agents. And uh, see you again next week. Thank you. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 